guys. I'm Jody Storm Sullivan. And I'm Kristen Lago. And this is the He Said, She Said podcast. Normally, you can catch us on Wednesday nights, Thursday mornings, but it's Rivalry Week here at USC, so we decided to do a Friday podcast to get everyone pumped for the big game on Saturday. Yep. But you can still catch us, and normally on YouTube, you can watch us there. Today, we're doing a special audio podcast, so you can subscribe to us on iTunes, listen to us on the go, or on SoundCloud as well. So make sure you guys uh, do that. Yeah, so while it is Rivalry Week, and a lot of the attention has been on the USC-UCLA game that's coming Mm. up in a couple, probably 27 or so hours from now. getting close. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about USC sports. There we it go. being Rival Week, very USC centric podcast this week. Mm-hmm. So I think we should talk about what's going on in the pool right now. Does that sound good? Oh uh, yeah, if only it was warm enough for me to get in the <laughs> pool. It's cold outside, but yes, the USC men's water polo team always uh, big contenders in the MPSF kind of tournament over the years. They have a great legacy, obviously, pretty well known. But they had a game today, mm-hmm. I believe. They did. And uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the final score of that? Yeah. I know they took home the W. They did <laughs> nine to five over Stanford, and they're playing right now in the MPSF tournament, which is the conference they play in, the Mountain Pacific mm-hmm. Sports Federation. Um, not enough Pac-12 teams to have a conference, so they play in the MPSF like a couple other USC teams. But yeah, big win over Stanford, uh, coming in as the fourth seed into the tournament. Um, they'll play Penn State Barron tonight. At about 6 p.m., USC should take that pretty easily as Penn State is the lowest seed in the tournament. And then if USC wins again tonight, they'll move straight to the championship game on Sunday. It's so interesting to me that's a random note about water polo that they play two games in one day. Yeah. That they have kind of no time <laughs> to turn around and uh, kind of evaluate what went wrong. Or I guess for USC, not too much since they won uh, easily. But interesting that they kind of make the athletes go through that. Yeah. Very weird to me. Definitely. But the the other teams they don't play two and one. Yeah. Like UCLA and Cal, they'll this will be the only game, correct? Yeah. Even though USC is a number one seed. Yeah. Interesting. I think it's because just the structure, uh, the bracket A team gets sent the winner, the most team, the team with the most wins in bracket mm-hmm. A will get sent to the championship. Got so it. they probably get those games out of the way on the Friday night before going up. Um, up to Sunday. Plus, bracket hmm. A carries um, three teams, while bracket B carries two teams. Oh, okay. That's what yeah. it is. Okay, so they'll face either UCLA or Cal. Um, it'll be interesting if they face UCLA again. I know yeah. that was a huge game, I think, last earlier last week. Yeah, last week. Very close game. I think it was 8-7. to seven. Yeah. USC narrowly came out with the win. So it, I am hoping for that. I love when the two teams play each other, both big powerhouses in the water polo sport. Yeah. So. Eight to seven, coming down to the last little bit. Uh, Blake Edwards goes and scores that eighth goal for USC. Mm-hmm. The Edwards um, brothers, obviously big yes. impacts on the team. So. They're good. McQuinn Barron, I know, came up with some really solid saves towards the end there. Um, and then they just kind of held the position for probably like the last 10, 15 or so seconds. So men's water polo team, very successful. Actually, both water polo teams at USC are incredibly successful. Same with our down rivals um but yeah so if usc wins the mpsf tournament they'll get a automatic berth to the ncaa tournament for their 12th consecutive year jeez yeah that's crazy yeah and if you remember a couple years back 2008 through 2013 they won the ncaa championship i know those players that came through and had five (laughs) rings that was insane. insane i remember them honoring all those players on the field and these mm-hmm. guys are going up. Normally you have one, maybe two rings if you're lucky. These guys are flashing a full hand. Yeah. So I'm sure the guys now on this team are 
anxious They're to itching get back from. To that. It's been, it'll be three years. So oh, yeah, it's way yeah. too long for USC <laughs> too, water polo. Too long of a drought for that team. <laughs> All right, so another team that we have right now playing tournament play is the women's soccer team. Right yes. now they're number seven in the country. Great. And they just picked up a 4-3 to three win in PKs over Texas A&M. So that was earlier this afternoon. Kind of just got the news, uh, I think, like an hour ago. So Sounds about right. So who do they play next in the tournament? So next in the tournament, they'll play again at home because they are hosting the second and third rounds, which is the first time in program history for mm. them to do that. They'll be playing Utah. Okay. And I know that the last time USC played Utah, they didn't come out quite with the, the win. And I remember talking to a few girls on the soccer team who were very angry about this game, I believe. Um, just because their record had that tie, and yeah. then that didn't push them over in Pac-12. They ended up losing to UCLA, so their record wasn't totally you know, intact. But mm-hmm. I remember them discussing this game, so it'll be interesting to see if they can come up with a win. Yeah, so it was a one-to-one tie out in mm-hmm. Salt Lake City. Um, yep. It went to double overtime. Yeah, that's so what they were telling me about. We'll see what happens on Sunday. I think USC's kind of in a groove. I know, obviously, Utah beat Florida State, who was the third-ranked team in this bracket wow. of the – NCAA tournament where USC is sitting with a two seed. Um, women's soccer is bracketed a little bit differently. Each t- each uh, each of the four regions has their own set of four teams. So while it's like USC is a number two seed, that doesn't mean they're two overall. They're just two in the bracket. Bracket. Okay. In. Yeah. Well, I think another advantage, obviously, them being at home, and I know this team is anxious to kind of keep going in the tournament. Obviously, USC soccer, women's soccer, not something that has been hugely talked about as a legacy program who's had success, you know, year after year. So it'll be interesting. They've been on an upward climb over the past few years, so I know a lot of these seniors on the team, obviously, you know, not ready for it to end. So Yeah, it should be good. Um, There's a lot of Pac-12 teams, I think, still alive right now. UCLA won earlier in the day. Stanford's still in the bracket. Stanford plays tonight. Okay. Yeah, they'll play tonight against Santa Clara. Top seed, correct. Yeah, they're the top seed in their region. Um, Colorado did lose to South Carolina. Um, I think that was yesterday that that happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe today, but they lost 1-0. South Carolina being the number one seed. In that bracket, so we'll see. Uh, Pac-12 has a good, a good, a good uh, core of soccer. They have some teams doing some damage, but we'll see. It should be interesting. Um, I think, I honestly think USC has the talent. So and I was going to say the they skill really do have the talent the skill level this year. So I think they need to capitalize on it. Yeah. Now, so and I know Josh Cohen, who we had on the show a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, uh, we talk all the time about soccer, and he's like, "Man, I feel it. That I think the team can go all the way, and I, I really do." So if we can trust anyone on it, we're going to trust <laughs> we're him. We're going to trrust Josh. <laughs> yeah. So Utah USC plays Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Yes. So we can catch that then. We'll probably talk about that in our next podcast. See where they're at in the tournament yeah. by then. That should be fun. Yeah. Hopefully it's a win so we have more to talk about. Oh, I know. We don't want soccer season to end yet. I know. And they're, they're such a fun team to play. I was sharing this with a friend earlier. Um, if you want to see a team that really embodies what it means to play like a team, go to a USC women's soccer team. I said the same thing about the team last year. So you can really see uh, Coach Kadani McAlpine, the personality he's mm-hmm. really integrated in this team. He's been here for about three years now, I think. Yeah. And He's really turned the program on a new face, and it, it's a team that's playing with passion and communication and being someone who grew up playing soccer, getting to watch them play so well. And it's, yeah, that, that's how a soccer team is yeah, supposed to be Yeah, they definitely have great team chemistry on and off the field, yeah. I must say, because I do see them 
well, you know, around campus, yeah, walking around, and they're always together. So yeah. I think that really helps when you're a family off the field as well as on the field. You want to play for each other. Yeah, definitely. So that should be an interesting time. I'm excited for them. Hopeful that they'll take a, you know, win on uh, Sunday. Yeah, that'd be fun. But, you know, the game everyone is yes. talking about has not been played yet. No. So Rivalry Week, a huge deal on the USC Most campus. Um, starts on the Saturday before the UCLA game every year. So during the Washington game, that's when kind of the official start to Rivalry Week begins. Yeah. And you know it's coming on campus because you wake up one day, you get ready for class, and you see that, oh, somehow all the statues <laughs> on campus have been mysteriously duct taped. So that includes, you know, Traveler, Tommy Trojan, John McKay, mm -hmm. and, of course, George Tirebiter. Not necessarily taped up, but he has a doghouse over I'm him. I'm such a fan of his doghouse. I think oh, it's, it's so Oh, it's beautiful. Cool. I want to know it's who, great. like, came up with that idea yeah. because very smart. Yeah, it's different than the dog taping, or, excuse me, the duck taping. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's always, a, I, f I think it's always a little bit different every year because I think that they build it from scratch It's every so year. funny. And then also the sword outside of the football practice locker oh, yes, is taped yes, yes. up. Yeah, got to get, you know, all your bases covered. Yeah, of course. So another part of Rivalry Week that goes on, so we have obviously the taping. We have something called Tommy Watch. Yes. So the there's an organization on campus called the Trojan Knights. They've been around, I think I interviewed a few of them yesterday since 1921. So they're actually coming up on their 100-year, yeah. you know, anniversary of their founding. So obviously probably the most passionate about USC football, USC sports in general, really. But I think football is the crutch of the Trojan Knights. So they stand guard outside of Tommy Trojan 24 hours a day for the seven days of rivalry week. So as yep. of last night, it was like 144 hours that they had been That's out there. Insane. At least one member is out there. And members of the faculty, staff, Lynn Swan, Nikki Nikias, people like that, come out and bring them food, get their energy up. They just sit out there, play wiffle ball, ring the victory bell. <laughs> I think it's just incredible. So these guys, always the first one at every football game, painting their chest. Um, so very exciting for them. And I actually, you know, spoke to a few of them, like I said, and they told me a little bit about, you know, what it's been like camping out and what Rivalry Week means to them. So I want you to take a listen to that because you haven't heard it. And I want you guys to listen to it as well. So we're going to play that. We have a lot of room to mess around, play pickup football. Um, we like to play music um, and just generally have a really good time. It's kind of like a music festival minus the music. It's a lot of fun. I liken it a lot to like a sleepover just with a bunch of your close friends. Uh, we stay out here at all times. Uh, we always have to have a presence here and it's a fun place to come when you're in between classes because you just come and hang out. I'm physically exhausted. I think my soul died the other day, but we're powering through. We're almost there. I want to see this win. We're getting this dub. You know, that was really cool. Um, I know I've, I have a couple friends that are Trojan Knights, and, and they say pretty similar things. And I know yesterday, Nikki Nikias brought them baklava, mm -hmm. which is probably one of my favorite desserts. Uh, I grew Greek up eating it. in general. It's amazing. My mom will make it, and I've learned how to make it. And the fact that they just got it delivered to them, and they got to sit by Tommy and eat baklava, like... I don't want to say that's the dream, but it sounds pretty, pretty great. I know. I remember my freshman year when I worked for the football team, we like brought them pizza one day and Aww. I was like, who are these people? Like I was like 18 year old new, didn't know <laughs> what was going on. And then they're, they're just like sitting there. It's like 10 PM. I'm like, oh, okay. This is a thing. It's a lot of fun, but obviously they're all anticipating the big showdown. Yes. I don't know if it's going to be so much of a showdown this year, but definitely still, you know, a big deal. So USC, UCLA at the Rose Bowl this Saturday at 7.30 p.m. USC obviously having a much better season than UCLA yeah, this year. Definitely. Um, UCLA is 4-6. and six. 
what four are they? Four and six, two and five right in the conference. So not the best. They have suffered a big injury. Obviously, yeah. the loss of a quarterback. Horrible on any team. Quarterback plays such an important role. And obviously, Josh Rosen, I give him a lot of credit. He is a great quarterback. He is. So suffering a shoulder injury to his playing arm takes him out completely. So they're starting a fifth-year senior. Which is interesting. Very obviously interesting. Obviously not where they imagine themselves not to be. Not at all. For sure. But, I mean, hey. I think the USC-UCLA game is always interesting. Um, I think there's always a potential for weird things to go down, whether it's good yeah. or bad for each team. But a couple years ago, that big 50-0 to zero USC Oh, I got victory. my 50-0 to zero shirt primed <laughs> and ready for tomorrow. You best believe it. I'm going to be total fan. Yeah. And then, ready. then the year Matt Barkley hurt his shoulder playing. Was there, too. Crazy. Crazy things happen yeah, in crazy this things happen during this game. I know they're ready for an upset, I guess it would be, in this case. Yeah. But I think... I don't know. They're coming off of a win. They did win on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But before that, they were in a four-game losing streak. Yeah, I, it went from rough. October 8th to November 3rd. They went without a win. So that's Ouch. crazy. So I know they're itching for another win, obviously. And I think Jim Mora, I think that's this is the biggest win he has to have yeah. every season. Just like Coach Helton, Coach uh, Sark before Coach Kiffin, the UCLA yeah. game is a must-win. It is. So it'll be interesting to see how both teams come out. I don't know. I think USC has all the talent and capabilities to win this game, especially with Sam. Definitely. And I I think USC can really take advantage again on the running game. Oh, yeah. All running backs are back and healthy. And I think think the only injury they have is Fatu this game is what Helton was saying in his presser or after practice yesterday. So, yeah, the run game is going to be insane. I think I think that'll be fun to watch to to get some runs from them out on the on the Rose Bowl Mm -hmm. grass. So we'll see. It should be good. Um. But I'm most looking forward to this should happen. USC playing like they have been, continuing to improve. And honestly, if they can reduce their turnovers, which they kind of have been. Yeah, there were a couple of turnovers against Washington. but Not as much as we've seen from them in the past. And I think they knew going in that they would have to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. We did see a few ticky-tacky little uh, penalties from the offensive line, as we normally do, which I still don't understand. But they that was a different team at Washington. And I have to yeah. say, I was there. And it is a loud stadium. When they say that's the greatest setting in college football, it is absolutely incredible. Ugh. You're out over the lake. I mean, so over the water. You see the sailboats in the horizon. But their fans are loud. Wow. Let me tell you, you can feel the bleachers rattling in Washington. And so for the Trojan team to come out and play the way they did and keep that lead throughout the rest of the second half, which I knew we're not a second half te- They're not a second half team anymore as they used to be back in the Carroll yeah. days. So it was very, it was a new team, I think. And we just see them progressing throughout the season. So I'm excited to see how they come out. I know they're itching for a big victory. They want yeah. a blowout. I think so. And I think to get a blowout on UCLA's turf, mm-hmm. I think that that is something that this team is itching for. Like, yes, the 50-0 to win was at the Coliseum, which is huge, which is great. Mm -hmm. But I think this team, if they want to be back to that national prominence that they had under Carroll, yes, the Washington kind of propelled them forward. They jumped up seven spots Mm -hmm. in the college football playoff rankings. I think a big commanding win over UCLA and then piggybacking on that win and getting a big win over more or less a struggling Notre Dame team – 
that's going to propel them right up to national spotlight. It is really interesting that both of USC's rivals this year are not doing very well in like the rankings or in the season. So it'll be interesting to see. I think they take these games seriously and that plays to their advantage. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think this is necessarily a trap game just because I don't think that's the mentality that they have. So it'll be interesting. What I find fascinating is just looking at, oh my gosh, did you see all the college football games last weekend? All the top spot, you know, teams that lost. That's crazy. Louisville lost yesterday to an unranked Houston. Houston. Crazy. 36 to 10. Blown out. out. Yeah. So I think the (laughs) CFB, the college football playoff, the CFP, is going to. It's just going to be thrown I'm into excited. a loop. I'm excited. I think the only quote unquote like safe team right now is probably Alabama. Bama, as per usual, no one doubts them. them. Losing, but and it makes me yeah. just so curious as to where USC would be had Sam Darnold started in the Bama game. And I know people keep talking about it. Analysts do. They bring it up all the time because had that been his first game, and while I still think USC would have lost mm-hmm. that yeah. game, I think they would have beat Stanford. I do think he would have played better in Utah, and we could have. The team could have been top four. It could be insane. Yeah, I definitely think if Donald would have started, I think the Alabama Alabama game would have been closer. I agree. But there were so many just weird issues mm-hmm. to that game. Like, yeah, it was a great first quarter, but just kind of everything after that, they dug themselves a hole yep. and then kept digging and kept digging mm-hmm. and kept digging. But I think I definitely think they would have beaten Stanford. And especially looking at how the other top teams are playing. I mean, I watched the Michigan-Iowa game, another crazy one. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Seeing Washington, who it's just very interesting the way the rankings come out and kind of the playoff mentality and how Colorado and Utah are still so highly ranked, though mm-hmm. their season, much like USC's, and you know, not perfect. Been so. a toss up. Stanford is at sitting at I think twenty four right now, and Washington State's sitting at twenty two. I team don't understand. That's undefeated right now in conference play. Yep, I'm fairly certain. Yeah. yeah. So, so I don't know. It's interesting. But six Pac-12 teams in the rankings. Can't really complain about that. That's half the conference. So mm-hmm. good for them on that. But we'll see. I don't know. It's interesting. Talking about the Pac-12, though. Pac-12 championship. Mm-hmm. Possibility of that's looming December in the future. 2nd, I know. It's coming fast. So uh, unfortunately for USC, they don't control their own destiny no. at all. Obviously, they have to beat UCLA. They have to win out. Um, in conference play, but I don't think they're even thinking about that. I think no. their minds are on Colorado and Utah because it really just depends. Colorado plays Wazoo, Washington State this weekend at Colorado. So they're not at wa- in Washington. They're not in Pullman. So I think I think Washington State has a real, real solid chance. They have a great team this year, but I don't know. USC is hoping for Colorado to lose and then come back the next week and beat Utah and place USC sending right back up north <laughs> to play in the Pac-12 championship yeah. for the second year in a row but I don't know I do not have any clue as to how this is going to turn out Colorado is favored right now like you said they're playing at home they're favored by a touchdown but I think the Cougars can come in and and cause a bit of a stir this year they have a great team this year and I think they want to win just because they want to have you know a great conference record they want to get to the Pac-12 championships themselves because if Washington State can win against Colorado that's huge for them because Washington is still sitting now with one loss Mm -hmm. and then when they play each other in the Apple Cup or the Apple Bowl Apple Cup Apple Cup (laughs) perfect um that that'll be interesting to see that's their last game of the season I'm excited to watch that for sure. I do too. And I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I think Washington was a little, um, what is it, overrated? Underrated? Overrated, I think. Yeah. They didn't play anyone. And I think they, they haven't played any real competition until they saw it. So what was interesting is I was talking to a Washington fan at the game after, mm-hmm. you know, USC had won. And obviously, you know, a lot of tensions raise when you're 
the opposing team walking through a stadium, but they were this one fan was saying, you know, you really showed us that we haven't we haven't had any competition. Yeah. You showed us the weaknesses in our defense, the weaknesses in our offense. And I agree. <laughs> I think they haven't they haven't played anybody that was up to, you know, their caliber and that was really gonna give them a challenge. So I think Washington State is gonna do that to them again. Yeah. But what's interesting is I also think Washington might have been a little overrated. I think yeah, I think they're I a think little I'm overrated. Okay. I was okay with them having that four spot. They're sitting at six now this week in the rankings, but I I think they took USC for granted. Oh, I for really sure. think that that happened. Oh, yeah. So whether it's they were overrated a little bit more than they should have, or they took USC for granted, I think. But then I think USC just played so dominating, so Trojan football, like it has been. The past, Trojan that's football what my in the parents past. said. They go, oh my gosh, I was like transported back to 2005. <laughs> I'm like, me too, 10-year-old Kristen. 10-year-old. Yeah, <laughs> it's the team I grew up watching, the team that I would sit on it's Saturdays and watch with my dad. It's fun to be a USC fan right now. Yeah. And obviously it's only fun when you're winning. But it feels good to see the team, you know, playing like they're having fun themselves. And when yeah. Adori did that flip at the end, I was like, this is Gold. it. Yeah. My favorite player to watch, obviously. Yeah. I know you love Adori as He's well. He's fantastic. Oh, I incredible. Think great all aspects of it, whether it's off the field, just kind of seeing him around campus. He's an entertaining guy. He's funny. Incredible. Um, Post-game interviews, always entertaining. Um, On the field, like you said, doing flips. He's He's just kind of a full package the that you want in a guy. The most dynamic player, I think, in college football. Yeah. Has to be Adori. I'm excited to see. I... I selfishly hope he gets, uh, you know, a kick. Re- uh, he can return something for a touchdown. That'd be, that'd I know be he's fun. itching for it. He he so. definitely is. Oh, and yeah. I think I feel like was it last time at UCLA he returned. I believe he returned a punt. Was it a punt? punt? Maybe an interception. I think I that was remember, the first but time. I know, yeah, I know. that might have been at Cal. I don't know. It was an away game. I was there sitting in the fan or the <laughs> stands, but it was something. So no. one of those one of those California schools. Yeah, they won a big game. So I think he's one to watch this weekend. Obviously, Sam Darnold, who's now on the Heisman watch, which is absolutely crazy. <laughs> That's absurd. How he comes in so mid-season crazy. and is now on the Heisman watch. Yeah. Incredible quarterback, incredible young talent. So he's one to watch. The D-line played incredibly. Yeah. I think that has been something that I've seen a big uh, progression. I think that has to do a lot with Coach KU. So Definitely. he's really been developing the D-line, which hasn't been strong in the past for USC. Yeah. And then so, holding Washington to what? Something like 17 rushing nothing. yards? Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. So I think they're one to watch, and especially because UCLA does not have a quarterback. I think they're going to be running the ball a lot. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see that matchup between the run game and then USC's defense. So I yeah. think those are kind of the key players or te- segments to watch. But Rose Bowl, 7.30 p.m. I know it's going to be a great showdown. Obviously, all eyes on the Rose Bowl, and I know USC is hopeful that they have any shot of going back to the Rose Bowl <laughs> this year. So it'll yeah. be interesting to watch. I'm excited. I'll be there. You'll be working. Yep, I will be. I'll be in the, the stands. <laughs> so you'll get both perspectives from yes. us on how that one comes out. Weeks. Yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for giving us a listen this week. I hope you're just as excited as we are yeah. for the big game. It's rivalry week. It's a great time. So I'm Jody Storm Sullivan. And I am Kristen Lago. Make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, listen to us on SoundCloud, and watch us next week or the week after. It is Thanksgiving next week, so I don't know if we'll be here. We'll be eating, stuffing our faces. (laughs) Um, But have a good Thanksgiving, and we'll see you when we return.